to the fullest. I am Michael Dupree, and this is the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in the whole free world, and maybe some of the not-so-free world. If you're in the not-so-free world and you're listening to this, then good for you. Let me know what channels you're using to get access to this damn podcast. I'll appreciate it one way or the other. Hmm, it is such a fine day today. A lot of fun a lot of frolicking, a lot of enjoyment, appreciation. We've got a great show for you guys today. We are here later. Hold on. Hold on. Later, we are going to have a very fine man, Alan Forrester, on the show who has a very, I don't know if he's embarrassed of it or not, but a strong confession to make. I'm the only person in the world that knows this so far, so stay tuned to find out this deep dark secret from my friend Alan Forrester but currently in front of me surrounding me intimidatingly we have the band the pop punk band bathroom of the future on the show their names individually are Tim James and Sean how are you guys doing we're doing good. <clears throat> oh my Ooh. goodness, that's a great start. <laughs> yep, that's that's the answer you needed. Oh. I can't tell if that was uh, planned or not. It seemed like it was. It. it was planned in the sense that I was waiting for a point where I could do that. Oh. Like I've been having to clear my throat the entire time, oh. and I'm too polite to step on your interview at least. So the the most appropriate time you felt to do it is right when I introduce you. <laughs> yes, this needs to be the first thing anybody knows about us. Mm-hmm. Constant bronchitis. Mm-hmm. He's always that's another good rude. band name. God, really yeah, we're accurate. killing him today. Oh Constant bronchitis. Yeah, no, at least two-thirds of us are at least kind of sick at yeah. any point like I, I don't know if it's our lifestyles or if we just have literally like the worst respiratory systems possible but there's never a point during a show or practice where all three of us are like feeling good and breathing correctly yeah that's always good <laughs> oh it's great <laughs> yeah it really helps with this sort of thing clearly all the dirt i ate as a child did nothing <laughs> for my immune system i'm a mess despite despite what everyone's grandparents told us oh exactly so let's go around the table let's have you all introduce yourself say what you do in the band and uh say let's talk let's say something that you like to do on a weekend right like something some you're you got nothing going on on the weekend you're just getting out there you know you're gonna go have some fun what do you what are you gonna do Let's go around the table. I'm Tim David. I am Tim the uh, singer, uh, primary songwriter, and guitarist. Uh, and if I were to have a weekend completely to myself, at some point I'm going to wind up either watching old wrestling or uh, rearranging my uh, toy collection. This Ooh. isn't a joke or a metaphor for anything. I own a lot of expensive Japanese robot toys, and they have to go somewhere. Gundams? Gundams, Transformers, uh, various, like, Robotechs I've picked up through the years, you know? Ooh. Right? What's your, uh, what, what, what kind of old wrestling you, you watch? Uh, I grew up a WCW kid. Because Ooh boy. A, because as a kid, I always picked the wrong side of schoolyard arguments. I preferred DC Comics to Marvel. Mm. I preferred Sega to Nintendo. And I preferred WCW to WWF. And this haunted me 
for years. I think we might get along. <laughs> See? <laughs> I, I finally found somewhere I belong with my wrong, crappy opinions. I, I grew up on the Sega Saturn. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I have two of those. That's actually specifically my excuse why I don't own a record player, because I don't have a lot of room in my apartment, and the record player space is being taken up by the second Sega Saturn, and I can't part with both of them. That is amazing. I've never met anyone else who's on the Sega Saturn. <laughs> Good. Then we're I off do. to a much better start. I think I've made up for mm-hmm. the throat clearing thing. Well, I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm trying. Look, just I beg forgiveness. Well, I'll think about it. <laughs> Next up, we have Sean. Tell me about you, Sean. Hey. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Sean. I'm the bass player of Bathroom of the Future. Um, on weekends, I tend to work. When I'm not working, I like to pretend that I'm going to finish some art commission that I promised months ago. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm really good at it. Is that, like, part of what they pay for? It's, like, the waiting? Well, if anybody ever finds out that you can do everything, like, within six hours of when you were told, it mm-hmm. devalues it. So you have to be like, oh, yeah, I'm working on that. Um, no, no, I, I got some sketches. We're good. And then... I really hope Micah from Complainer doesn't hear this. <laughs> I hope he does. Hey, I just booked uh, them I, I, for a couple weeks from now. Actually, I, so. don't, don't tell him we Don't tell Micah <laughs> that I've already finished his drawing and I'm just waiting to scan it. Tell him. Tell him. <laughs> I'm sorry, Micah. This will already be done by the time you hear this. <laughs> Maybe. 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 <laughs> so, uh, so when you're, you just tell people like, hey, like I still, I've been, I worked on that sketch for four weeks straight. <laughs> I got, I was like using each and every line very deliberately. That's, that's how they know they're paying for something worthy. Then yeah. it costs twice as much. They're usually on to me, and they're still going to give me like 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, but maybe least, I just met you. Ooh. Hi, uh, I, I'm James. Uh, I just play drums. Uh, but on, a, on an ideal weekend, you can find me either playing outside, dreaming about dogs, or watching Twin Peaks. Wow. Or what, all at the same time, maybe? All, all, well, <laughs> if I, I... God, I wish... What do you mean? What do you mean playing outside? Oh, you know, just you know, generally acting like I'm 12 years younger than I am and soaking in the uh, 60 degree That's sun. Seven. Yeah. James yeah. is James has actually hiked. Like I can say that about a handful of people oh, that no, I know I lived, in my life. I lived out in out in uh, Yellowstone for a summer. Yeah. Was, I like I like being outside. Rare, it's fun. Yeah. Whereas if I'm walking anywhere, it has to have a sidewalk, and there needs to probably be a liquor store at the end of the walk, <laughs> right? Like I. Just, I can't. Oh. I can't do. I can't handle the woods or anything. But you can have liquor in the woods. I yeah. did. <laughs> that's like the best place to have liquor. Yeah, that, yeah. that's what I'm, I'm going to have to. Is the problem? And it helps like, to I deal with all it. the ticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard there was a lot of ticks this year, so I haven't yeah, gone outside. Tick, well, I mean, look under your chairs, guys. Whoa! Ticks for everyone. Hey. Yeah. We were, we were promised gifts for this show, and I'm happy the gift was Lyme disease. It's, it's yes. not it's really there. This is a radio show. Hey. Now you guys are all sick at the same time. <laughs> Thank God. With oh, the same thing, finally. There you go. See, Michael, the Michael the Brief Radio is a giving show. It, it's a gift we will keep with us for years, I understand. Yeah. So uh, tell me, you guys, tell me about where the heck you get a name like Bathroom of the Future. <laughs> oh, I knew this was going to happen. Because <laughs> so, when I think Bathroom, like I said, I said yeah. this before we started recording, when I Google Bathroom of the Future, I just get pictures of, of pot, toilet pods and like <laughs> space sinks. And, Japanese capsule hotels. Yeah, yeah. bidets. Three shells. So... <laughs> He doesn't know what the three shells are for. Um, so, the, I guess my favorite part about the story of the fact we're called Bathroom of the Future is that there's actually not a story. Oh, no. Or there's not even, or at least if there is, it's not particularly interesting. Like, the short version kind of is, and he's going to deny this 
till his dying day, and he's oh, gonna do it right know. now on air. Yep. <laughs> I've been trying to get Sean to start a band with me for an exceptionally long time. Mm -hmm. We had a different name picked out that was slightly similar to Bathroom of the Future. Right around the same time we finally committed to a band name, we were also in kind of a weird phase that you get with friends when you know them for too long, where we kept describing things in like really kind of redundant, like bad sci-fi novel terms, like outer space, space police, right? Mm -hmm. So Sean got a little drunk and Never was happens. confirming that he was going to be in this band with me. And at one point he used the phrase, no, Tim, it's fine, we're gonna start bathroom of the future or whatever it was and I heard that and it stuck with me, me way more than whatever the last name was going to be and we couldn't find anything we liked better. Well, was it Bathroom Buffalo, though? It might have been Bathroom Buffalo. I well, think it was. It was going to have bathroom. We well, were like, cursed to have a band name with bathroom in it one way or another. Well, we ha I yeah. had the bathroom buffalo who lived in the bathroom. He, he had a solid gold buffalo that lived in the bathroom that he gave to me to take with me to my bathroom when he didn't have that bathroom anymore. It, it wasn't so it could actually live in a bathroom. solid gold either. No. I had this phase where I spray painted everything I could gold. This band <laughs> is about phases. Yep. I don't think I've ever heard an, another band with the word bathroom in the title. So. I I actually recently just found out about another one. There's a band from like the Ohio Kentucky area. Bathroom called, of the past. It, unfortunately, no. It's they're <laughs> called Bathroom Laws. Ooh. And I can't tell if I want to play a show with them or to never play a show with them, so nobody has to put the word bathroom twice on a flyer because that's weird. <laughs> Two bathrooms. Yeah, like bathroom palooza, right? Like they get called bathroom <laughs> flaws a lot. Uh, that's gotta I, be awful. I'm sure. I'm sure. Words are tough. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys could have uh, all both open for pure bathing culture. <laughs> and uh, actually, my my ideal full circle. My ideal strategy. There's this English band called Future of the Left that I want to tour with, so we could tell everybody it's Bathroom of the Future of the Left. <laughs> and then watch as people have to also wrestle with that word salad, right? So if we can get yeah. pure bathing culture involved, and then no one's ever going to look at this flyer or want to talk about this again. <laughs> So, how would you guys describe the sound of Bathroom of the Future? Ooh, that's, uh... Well, to really boil it down, it's a lot of crying. Yeah, crying? It's, it's yep, it's a lot of, uh... Everyone in the band is crying at the same time? It, it, even if not at the same time, then eventually. Well, I don't. It, you don't but, cry? I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm too happy. <laughs> that's why we have to stick him behind the drum. Sean and I get the microphones, because we're the criers, right? You don't give me a microphone. <laughs> no, no. You've made a mistake we've, here today. We've given him one already, yeah. and now it's too late. It's oh, gone to no. his head. <laughs> um, but it, 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 to put it in slightly more serious terms, um, the easiest way to describe it is pop punk, but, like, we have kind of a funny thing we do where, like, between the three of us, there's only a few bands we have in common, and it's only yeah. across, like, one or two of us at a time. Like, oh, James and I really like this one band that Sean's never gotten super into, or Sean and James listen to this a lot, and I've, I've never heard of them, right? Yeah. And it all sort of gets boiled down into however the songs turn out anyway, right? <laughs> like, I'll come to them with some song ideas, and then James will have, like, an idea for a drum part, or Sean will, like, decide to shorten something or come yeah. up with a bass part for well, something. It's, it's When we say pop punk, it's not unlike those hodgepodge metal groupings, where it's like everybody in this band is really into one subgenre of, of pop punk, and it kind of shows in the parts. Like, But funny enough, even though James is more into, like, the more current style of Real pop Real poppy stuff and the... Yeah, them words. <clears throat> but, like, then he might also be the reason that one of our songs gets sludgier at one point. It's weird, but we all kind of throw our own thing into it. Yeah, we draw really well on our, our influences, I think. Who are some of your guys' individual influences? Ooh, uh, I've, been, I've been stuck on um, 
Motion City Soundtrack and Braid oh are two big ones recently. Uh, Knuckle Puck's a, another big one. Um, and I know, like, Tim Tim got me into Braid, and that was, oh, my goodness. I did Braid? do a favor. Yeah, there, there's uh, late 90s. It, they're an emo band from back when the term emo actually meant something, mm-hmm. like the prehistoric emo kind with, like, twinkly guitars and kind of weird time signatures sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, they kind of turned into Hey Mercedes later, but mm-hmm. Braid's fantastic. Um, I... When I was first started writing songs for this band, I was pretty much not listening to anything other than Super Chunk, and I feel like that's kind of stuck with me. Like, I'll, I'll go through phases where, like, I don't listen to them for a couple months, and then I'll put on Super Chunk again, and I'll think to myself, crap, I just wrote a song, and I realized that I kind of borrowed parts of this song from this Super Chunk song that I haven't heard for five years, because apparently it's just taken root inside my heart. So it's like part of your core Yeah, ex- exactly. There's nothing I can do to get away from it now. <clears throat> what about you, Sean? Uh, well, in regards to pop punk, mainly Alkaline Trio, but then, I, I mean, I learned bass for this, so a lot of my stuff's pretty simple, so it's like, flat out like Ramones and, you know, Green Day and all those things, and then for more current stuff, I got really into Sundials, right when I picked up bass as oh, well, so, good. so yeah, a little bit of all that stuff, yeah. but Dan Andriano is always what I want to become eventually, bass-wise. Like, I'll just buy new gear, hoping that it sounds more like it, because <laughs> I don't know anything about pedals either, so I just you know, go, oh, this works, and then, Tim, make this sound <laughs> like a bass. It, that's kind of my favorite thing, because I sort of also get to decide what the bass sounds like in this band, too, right? Like, he'll he'll give it to me, and it'll be like, hey, I kind of like this, and then I'll have to, like, suggest pedals, or, like, tell him sometimes which one of the... Cause, Poor, poor bass players, right? Like, I, so many bass amps have like, hey, here's 20 knobs that are all named super vague things, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not even trying to say I'm like a friggin' expert, right? I just, I've, I've read about what these things mean on the internet, and I have a vague idea of what they do. So the start of every show is like Sean and I, like, hunched over this control panel trying to figure out some like giant heavy 70s yeah. bass amp he bought because there's 20 knobs and sliders on the front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, tell me about a little bit about the background of the band. You said that you were trying to. Start a band, Tim, with uh, Sean for a long time. I, I was. Sean and I, not even, like, fellow musicians, Sean and I have just been friends for a super long time, and I knew he would be, like, a good dude that knew a lot about being in a band to try to... If I got him involved in a band, I knew it would probably work out, so... But you didn't know how to play anything at that point? No, anything I'd done musically before, I just sang, mm-hmm. and you know, I'd owned instruments, messed around with it for a little bit, put it aside... And, uh, yeah, then bought a bass off of uh, Jeff from Hellmouth. Oh, sorry, Heckmouth. <laughs> no no, no profanity uh, words. Yeah, profanity. Sorry, $10. <laughs> you could swear all you want. Uh, I don't <laughs> want to swear. Now, now he told us we can. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and then one day we saw uh, Jay Navarro side project break anchor and got all smashed. I said, Tim, uh, let's start a band. And then... Showed up and that was it. And then he just you know, swindled me into doing all the artwork and stuff. Yep, and that, that was my plan all along. How um, did James get roped into this? Well, so like, so Tim and I have uh, been playing. We both been playing in the like the Port Huron music scene for well on a decade now. And we've we've come across each other in in different bands that we've both been in in the past. Like um, previous to this, I was in a band called the Tiny Ugly Germs. He was uh, doing Captain Supermarket. <laughs> and um, both really great band. Oh no, they're great. Like. <laughs> Poor Huron's good for that, oddly. <laughs> but like, so so we had we had come across each other quite a few times, and we'd hung out, and like we we knew each other fairly well. But and we we tried multiple times, like, hey, 
why don't we start a band or hey i need a drummer or whatever the case is and like for for the longest time it just it didn't it didn't click and then we both kind of uh ended <coughs> projects that we were in right around the same time and we're you know we're getting getting ready to start something new so he so he he finally reeled me in and it, Needless to say, it's like this is this is my favorite band I've it's, been in. It's worked out shockingly well. I um I once described it as kind of being like that thing you see in like crappy romance movies where it's like two friends were like, hey, if neither of us are married by thirty, let's just get <laughs> married to each other. And that's no, that's perfect. that's literally that's how it, it happened. Like yeah. I, it was like it was I was so nervous because I felt like I really needed to impress James to keep him in this band, <laughs> right? So like I went over to his house one day with like a little crappy like headphone amp, and I was like, hey man. Here's like the first three songs I've written for Bathroom. I'm just gonna play them for you, and if you like them, you know, meet us at Sean's house next weekend, and we'll kind of see how it goes, right? But I, I was freaking myself out. I was like, all right, you've been trying to get in a band with James for like four years. Don't, don't blow this. Yeah, <laughs> bring your A material now. Was, don't blow your funny, load. Though. Like even when he brought up the idea, like it's like, oh, uh, you know, James. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, I might have him drum. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> kind of how the decisions yeah. in this band have gotten made to this it. day. Right? Yeah, like, just like stressing about anxiety. And yeah, like, like I, oh, I okay. freak out about something super hard. Sean, if Sean doesn't immediately hate it, it's going to work out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's funny that you say that, though, because like I, I felt I felt oddly similar. Like, well, I like because Captain Supermarket was a mainstay in the, the local scene for a while. So I felt the same way. Like, oh, man, I got to <laughs> I got to make sure that I do this right. Otherwise, they could just bring in another drummer. And I'm, <laughs> I'm out on my out on my butt. <laughs> See, now the, the joke is we would never have done this to him because it worked out immediately. But the joke is we literally could not have brought in another drummer because at this point I'd burn bridges with all of the rest of them I knew. Whoa. So if it wasn't James, I was going to have to move an hour away and find someone else. Right. <laughs> so like. It was it was a little of both. Like, thank God it worked out. We're for trained a, a new guy. Yeah, uh, I think we were talking <laughs> drum machine at one point. We too. we were t- oh. we were gonna yeah we were gonna do we were gonna do a Steve. They're LB. still talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> they are. I, they I, are. I still oh, own I don't it. Want it. I still own it, and I will have it in my backpack just in case James gets sick. Okay, like, well, guys, uh, I came prepared. <laughs> Your replacement is in his backpack at <laughs> yeah, all times. That that worries me but, quite uh, a bit. But I'll, but I'll also put a little Red Wings hat on it and just see if anyone says anything. So then, so then you're going to try and convince everyone that it's still me. This is new, James. <laughs> this okay, James. Is gr- this He's is lost great. a lot of weight. Oh, oh, yeah, and, and just a word bubble that says, I like dogs. Just not even word bubbles, just pictures of dogs, right? Just like, that way you'll know it's him you and he brought us stuff dogs, with him. not sharing? I mean, I have the internet. We could all have pictures of dogs right now. We all have pictures of dogs we're not sharing. <laughs> <laughs> the, do- the dog pictures in our hearts that yep. we can't expose to anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's this first song that you guys are going to be showing mm-hmm. us called? Did we decide on a first song? Oh, you know what? I don't know that we did. <laughs> I almost... Do we want to go with uh, with Double Dare? Do you think that'd be a... You know what? We I was thinking that or Campo. Sean, tiebreaker. Ooh. No pressure. Can it be oh. Bounce House? Yep. All right. Yeah, Sean's thinking the first song. We're gonna go with Bounce. <laughs> actually, that's a, that actually worked out super good in hindsight because Bounce House was actually the first song uh, we wrote for this band. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like tiny bits of it that I would show. I would drag my amp over to Sean's house and show him, and he was like, "Oh, this is okay." And and then as soon as James joined, like every song I'd written before James joined, it changed drastically several times to the point where it is now. So technically, this is the first thing we had for Bathroom, so this is probably a good place to start. All right, so here is Bounce House by Bathroom of the Future.
Wow, boy howdy. That was rock and it was roll, amongst <laughs> other things. It's hard for us to do both. I'm really happy we could manage that on that track. <laughs> Usually you just roll. Yeah, I, I roll just... around a lot. <laughs> roll around. I'm more into the rock. <laughs> You're my rock. You're the rock Johnson. <laughs> You're the wind beneath my eagles. <laughs> So uh, you guys, you guys are from Port Huron. Is am I remembering that correctly? Uh, originally, yeah. Sean and James still live there. I lived there for a long time and moved out a few years ago. Where are you at? Uh, I'm in St. Clair Shores. Ooh. Which which was great for me because it was like a 20 minute drive here. I can't speak for my compatriots. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> Take 94 and it's it's a right it's a there. Shot. It's cool. I almost slept the whole way. Aww. You did. <laughs> Daddy needed a nap on the way. No, here. no, I almost slept. No. Oh. <laughs> almost slept almost the way here. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. sleep at all. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I take it back then. So, uh, what what are some of your guys' favorite events? I don't think I have ever had a musician from Port Huron band based in Port Huron here. So, what are some great venues out in Port Huron area or just in general that you guys like to play at? Well, as far as Port Huron goes, when you're not a cover band, there's really kind of only two or three venues to speak of. Oh, and really? The, yeah. And the problem is the number kind of fluctuates because sometimes, like, oh, hey, um, we got a noise violation ordinance and we can't book shows for a couple months, or, hey, we're just going to do stand-up comedy and cover bands for a while, right? So um, I, I, I think, if I may, the first one I really wanted to mention, um, our good friend Dave runs yep, a yep, yep. record store in Port Huron where the front half is basically just a stage. Mm -hmm. um, it's called Loud Music and Apparel. Find it on Facebook. We love that place. No, it's 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 our favorite. Dave, Dave has been a huge Bathroom of the Future booster since like the second we formed. Like we've all known him for a really long time. Mm -hmm. He um, there was another bar in Port Huron that did live shows for a long time. That still does every once in a while called The Roach. It, it's kind of a kind of a local scene mainstay. Dave got us our first couple shows in there, and then as soon as he opened his record store, we started playing there all the time. It's it, it's a business we really like supporting. It's like just a really positive like energy and crowd that comes in and it's also super narrow so if you get a few people in there it looks like there's a lot of people and i need that no it's and it's kind of become like when uh, i'm speaking for all of us here but i mean it's kind of become our home when we're playing in port here i mean like we we uh it's kind of where we like to you know get to at this well, point yeah plus it's just really easy i go hey i need a show this day he's like yeah for sure yeah, cool. <laughs> it, it, it'll be a couple hours. He'll tell us it's fine. We make a Facebook event page and let him know so he remembers, yeah. and then we're golden. And then some great band from Wisconsin or right, right. comes out to the show because he's got these really good, really, he's got this really good draw. Like, yeah, he has fantastic touring connections somehow, yeah. right? Like oh, there was great. There was a band we accidentally played with from upstate New York called the Nightmare Police that were fantastic oh that goodness. we didn't know were going oh. to be there that day, and then Dave's just like, hey, guys. I uh, got a got a fourth band for the Billers. Real cool guys from New York State. Oh sure, thanks. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not complaining. It was a pleasant surprise. Heck yeah. Right. So uh, so what? Tell me a little bit about um, the songwriting process. Like how how like f from all your perspectives. Like how does that how does that go uh, from I, beginning until you're sitting in the recording studio? I, gu I guess if I could start because it's kind of a top down process. Something happens to me, and I stew on it and beat myself up for months <laughs> until I come up with both a crappy non sequitur title, mm -hmm. a couple of notes, and a rough idea of either the lyrics or at least what the lyrics will be because admittedly the full lyrics comes last because I like to kind of sing around what Sean and James are doing. Mm -hmm. So I'll have a vague idea for a song and what the song is about. I'll do a very bad cell phone recording of the notes I have for the song and make them listen to them at some point. <laughs> 
force them to listen to it. Yeah, nobody's doing it willingly. They're not good. But then we, I get over to the practice basement, and then we just play it for hours on end until everybody has their own parts and has kind of touched upon it. I'll let you two elaborate on that. But it starts with me crying and some some chords I found. <laughs> yeah, I will say like for for the like ninety nine percent of it, that's that's absolutely what I mean. That that's absolutely it. I mean, uh, in in recent months, uh, in during warm up sessions, you know, before before we start practicing, Tim and I will will uh, will be doing something. We'll do like sound check and we'll start playing something. And it, it for I think maybe one or two songs that are in the works now. Um, we'll, Tim will play something, and I've got an idea, and I'm playing along, and it's just intended as warm-up noise, and then, oh, you know what? That actually sounds kind of good. Can we keep that? Right. Like, it takes me forever to write songs, so I can't throw away anything. No, like, but... Like, the second I have, like, if James helps me come up with a song idea, no, this is going to turn into something later, because I can't, I can't get rid of this. It's too precious. <laughs> the other, the other thing that, that Sean and I like to do once, uh, once Tim, uh, <laughs> Tim gets, gets a song over to us is that we, uh, we really like to look at the structure of it too. Like, we'll, we'll, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say tear it down, but I mean, like, there's, there's always, there's always input from everyone. Like, hey, what if we, what if we move this around here? What if we put, put another piece in between, like, the verse and the chorus here? So, I mean, like, it's, it's yeah, never, it's never dramatic kind of, pauses. Yeah, and stuff. exactly. Yeah. No, it's, 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 sometimes it's, nothing is the most we can do. <laughs> um, and like, and this process has really served us super well. Like, one of the first songs we ever worked on was, I, I, I had always kind of heard it as just this sort of, like, you know, like, mid-tempo sort of alt-rock pop-punk thing. It was a song we actually kind of specifically wrote to sound a little like Sundials. That Are we were talking, talking about, about Idiot's it's, Loop? It's Idiot's Loop, yeah. And then we played it. It was, like, the second or third song we ever worked on for James. And James heard it, and just somewhere in his head he was like, hey, this chord progression's great. What if I drum half as fast as they're playing, and then suddenly it became like my favorite song of ours, yeah. literally because of him. If somebody else was playing drums on that one, I don't think I'd have liked it as much. Oh man. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Good. Now you're embarrassed. <laughs> oh man. Good. So uh, you guys just released an EP back in March we did. called yeah. "Welcome to Work Life," mm -hmm. and uh, what, are, what? Tell me about this EP. What are some of like the themes <laughs> in it? And uh, how does it differ from Heck Awaits, which is your first EP, which is a great name for an EP? Yeah, that, that, was, <laughs> that one was kind of all Sean. That was, like most things in this band, that was an inside joke that we've all been sitting on oh, for yeah. years that we needed yeah, to use for something was, one before day. Before the band was formed, we already decided that the first EP was going to be Heck Awaits, and there's going to be a smashed up skeleton and beer cans on the cover. <laughs> it was, that was it. We didn't have anything for the band other yeah. than that of the name. It was, uh, yeah, exactly. So, it, it, I guess, um... Work life is other than that song we just heard, which was like I said, the first one ever written. I think work life is a little more um, accurate depiction of kind of where the songwriting had been heading. Like heck, heck yeah. was the first, like just straight up the first four songs we had. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess I guess the difference is lyrically. Um, yeah, and there is no good way to talk about lyrics without sounding like a jerk. But like, I, I think the the first the first four songs, at least for heck awaits, kind of dealt more with like really specific situations that had happened to me. Whereas I feel like. I feel like work life is just kind of more general statements of just like crap we've all gone through, right? Oh, yeah. Just like like bounce house bounce house isn't about anything in particular. It's just sort of like a vague an anxiety and trying to get out of like a series of crappy situations, even if it's not about a specific situation. Like the first song in the EP is just sort of like vague feelings of not wanting to leave your house and not being too sure how to spend your time or what you want to do with your life. It's sort of more broad strokes about like a 
God, I, I'm not, I don't want to say mental illness because that's too heavy, but just like crappy feelings. Yeah. You know, just oh, about yeah. pizza and beer. Yeah. Pizza, <laughs> beer, feeling crappy, right? And dogs. 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 A lot of, that's why there's one right on the front. Yeah. yeah. Who's, who, well, whose dog is that on the uh, front? That's my sister's dog. That's a very cute dog. His name is Leo. He's a pretty good boy. Leo's awesome. He looks awesome. like a great boy. No, Leo's, Leo's he great. Once, he once stuck his tongue so far up my nose. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, this is the first time I've ever met this dog, and I think he's licking the back of my eyeball. <laughs> He's he jumps right to third base as far as dogs go. So right? naturally, like already, we had to put him on an EP. Right? Yeah. We we actually I think the hardest part uh, we had like several titles for the EP that we all kind of threw out for various reasons, and then as soon as we settled on this one, we wanted it to just be a picture of a dog. So I honestly think the hardest creative decision for the EP was finding the best picture of that dog. Oh <laughs> yeah. He's extremely photogenic, yeah, he, and Sean's he's great. Over, yeah, and Sean's hanging out over there with him constantly. So Sean was always blowing up our Facebook group chat with just like. Great dog pictures. Yeah, right? we, we delegated for at least a week that over was, what dog we were putting on the seat. Not the part. idea of having a dog on the cover. Oh yeah, it was the, like that's it. Just picture of a pupper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dog. The dog was immediate. We just had to. Who's really, got a dog? Yeah, we so had to yeah. dog. vet the best dog. Right, <laughs> best dog. So, what lies in the future for Bathroom of the Future? What uh, are you guys' plans? Any other any EPs, albums coming out? We're big we're, show. We're kind of cultivating more material yeah. right now. Like right. I, like I sort of alluded to earlier, I'm a terrible songwriter and it takes me forever. So we're sort of building up stuff. We want to do a full length eventually. Right now, we're really just looking into like branching out into like new and bigger shows at new and bigger venues. We're hoping to like get a little more out of town at some point. We've been playing a lot more in Detroit. Like uh, mm-hmm. at the point where we're recording this, which will be way too late by the time anyone hears that we're actually going to be playing at the Painted Lady for our first time, which I'm nice. super stoked about because I love oh, it no, there. I, I'm, I'm so yeah, excited I've never that. played there but, and it's going to be awesome. But like it honestly, it's really just kind of more and bigger of what we've been doing now, hopefully. Great. Alright, so what is this next song that we guys are gonna be showing us? Um I would I would say let's, Camp Let's out. let's do Camp Out. This next one's called Camp Out Towers open parenthesis is playing our song close parenthesis. And uh, I imagine because Campo Tower is that delicious little it diner is. in Hamtramck. It's, this one's got a funny story it, about it, 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 does it not? It, a little, a little. Um, like it was inspired by me reconnecting with an extremely old friend of mine that I hadn't seen in a really long time and the sort of like pressures and anxieties of like trying to live up to like, hey, look, I know we haven't hung out since we were both 12. I'm terrible now <laughs> and I hope you don't realize this. And then combine that with the, the friend in question um not knowing how to tip on a credit card and inadvertently paying a hundred dollars for a mediocre milkshake one day. <laughs> uh, and I've never let them live it down. Oh boy. With every performance of that song since then. Great. Yep, I'm a great friend. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what you should all take away from this interview. So here is Bathroom of the Future with Campo Towers is playing our song.
thank you for that song. <laughs> <laughs> you are You're welcome. More than welcome, friend. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, that was Bethlehem of the Future with Campo Towers is playing our song. Thank you, boys, so much for being on the show. Oh, it's our pleasure. I, oh. I assure you. Where I'm, can I'm speaking for all three of us? No, we were no, very this excited. Has been fun. No, no, this is this has been awesome. Where can we find more from you guys? Um, we have a Bandcamp at bathroomofthefuture.bandcamp.com. Um, currently we have a Facebook, and I know Sean kind of has some more and better internets in the work for us. Uh, kind of coming up. We're working yeah, on a I, Tumblr, I think. We like we want to have a real website one day. Yeah, we just really can't settle on the long and short uh, URLs. Yep. <laughs> um, Bathroomofthefuture.com. Bathroomofthefuture.bathroom.net. Um, <laughs> Advance.gov. Vista. Yeah. <laughs> slash, slash Hollywood slash 179.xml. I think I do have geocities.ws. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was an April Fool's joke that just kept going. Yeah, oh, I just really like it so much, so that's staying. Yeah, yeah. no, like that's we're going to keep that around, and we're going to have that point to our actual website one yeah. day. Um, but yes, we are on the civilized internet. Right. Good. Yep. Just when you're Googling it, type Bathroom of the Future, banned. Banned, yeah. <laughs> Unless you need a lot of really complicated remodeling ideas. Yes, exactly. Or if you're just optimistic, want to be optimistic about the future of uh, <laughs> going to the bathroom. And, and we're all going to have to, people. We really need to keep working yeah. on this. Mm-hmm. It's the future. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Be safe driving home. Thank you. Thank Bless you. Yes. Thank you. And we will be back with my friend Alan Forrester after these words from a little song break thing (laughs) (laughs) nail it Welcome back to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour, you you and you, the three people listening to this at this moment in time. I am sitting across the table from my friend and co-assistant manager of a cheese shop in Birmingham, Alan Forrester. How's it going, Alan? It's going pretty good. Thanks for having me here today. I really love having you on the show now. This is the first time you've ever been on the show. It is the first time I, I've been a big fan, but I never yeah. thought I'd make it. I didn't think I'd make the yeah. cut. Well, you, you, you let me know that you have a very strong uh, confession that we will get to in a minute uh, that you want to say, which that, that appealed to me, the idea of that. Um, and it, frankly, it's a pretty strong confession coming from someone in your position. It's something I don't really like to admit. Well, I haven't in the past, but it's. Uh, I feel like I gotta be true to myself. I'm. I, you, I like you said. I'm the only person that knows. Not about for this. now. Yes. Well, now you're gonna have at least three other people that know who listen to this podcast. That's a huge audience. Mm-hmm. So, um, before we get into this confession, tell me a little bit about yourself, Alan. Like, where do you come from? What 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 about your life? Uh, well, I was born in Warren, and mm-hmm. I just kind of cruised through school. You know how s- the suburb living goes. You just exist. You walk around. 
there's always a fast food job around. Yeah, always something to do. Yeah, always something to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't really go to school. I didn't have the money for it. Mm. But it's a shame. Yeah, I. Come on, government, give me some free <laughs> schooling. Come on, come on. So, uh, how'd you get into this uh, cheese biz? Uh, well, I actually met the manager of the store at a party. Mm-hmm. Oh, what kind of party? It was just a regular, you know, everybody was hanging out after a football game in the backyard, mm-hmm. drinking High school beers. football game? Uh, it was actually a Lions game. Oh, wow. But we just, instead of actually going down to the stadium, we just watched at the house. Mm-hmm. Had a little barbecue. Oh. And I was telling Cooked her that... Up some brats? <laughs> you know I love those brats. Mm-hmm. I just told her that I was working at McDonald's, and she was like, oh... You need a better job than that. Mm-hmm. And I had a little bit of shift manager experience, and she needed somebody, so it just kind of fell in my lap. Yeah, and so you've been working at this cheese shop for how long? Three years now. Three years. Wow, that's a that's a long time. That's uh, they don't have uh, they have pretty good turnover there, then, huh? Uh, well, the last manager was there for a while. Oh. I, and it's just who. The people they had working part-time didn't want to go full-time, and they needed a manager, somebody they could trust to count the money, lock up the doors. So the confession that you're going to be providing my listeners and anyone who might be listening who isn't a normal listener, too, it, 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 it could put your job in jeopardy. It could. I'm really hoping it doesn't. Because, I mean, it's pretty big. It, I shouldn't be judged just on my preferences. Mm-hmm. Like, what I like is what I like, and it's not going to impact my job performance. I'm still going to do the same great job, and I really hope that Sarah can see that and not not fire me. So tell oh, – here's here's the moment, just so people who are listening can get a little bit of context. <sighs> what, did it, what is it that you want to confess today, Alan? The only cheese that I eat – is Kraft American Singles. It's hard for me to hear even a second time. Uh, I, I give people all these cheese recommendations and all I've day. never tasted them. You surround yourself with delicious Goudas and Cheddars and Sharp Swisses. I got Stinky Monster. Mm-hmm. Blue Cabanero, cheese. Yeah, Cabanero Blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got all these cheeses. I got $400 a pound cheeses. And uh, the only thing I want to eat is the Kraft American Singles. Which you don't sell at your, your cheese no, store. They, no. I can't even bring it in for lunch. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, what, so what is it that makes you love Kraft American Singles so much? Is you just grew up with it? I grew up with it. That's what I had. I had cheese sandwiches growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to grill cheese, it melts so perfectly. It does. It's, and, you know, everybody tells me, like, that's not real cheese. Uh, Which I, is true. It's mostly vegetable oil. But it's better than real cheese. It's better than vegetable oil, too, admittedly. <laughs> You're not lying there. <laughs> You're not going to pour vegetable oil over a burger and see how that melts. But you do use vegetable oil for grilled cheese. You do. Well, I use butter. I like to butter. I put a little oil down, and then I butter the bread. Oh. So I get kind of both. That's actually smart. Because I always burn the edge. Anyway, so <laughs> we're getting a little off topic here. Now we're now it's just a cooking show. So, <laughs> you you, when did you realize 
that you only liked Kraft American cheese. Like I obviously like you just use that by default. And you, when did you kind of realize that? Admit that about yourself. Pretty much the second I walked into the cheese store, I mm. I don't want to say the name because I don't want somebody like trying to call them and mm-hmm. and like, if they find out, they find out. But I'm not trying to push it. Mm-hmm. But put that store on blast because right. That's, that would just be a shame for everybody. But the second I walked in there and they were showing me the cheeses, they opened up a Monterey Gray and I just smelt it and I knew I could never put it in my mouth. So you've never tried the cheeses at your at the shop? I tried to try them. <laughs> I've gotten the cheeses close to my mouth, but when that stench hits me mm-hmm. and my gag reflex activates, I can't. I just can't do it. So even like the nicest sharp white cheddar, you can't even get it close to your mouth? That tangy smell gets into my nostrils. It's like in back at the end of your nose, right where it hits the taste buds, and I just can't do it. I can't. What about a sharp mozzarella? Mozzarella has, a, uh, has more of a milky smell to it. That one I have gotten to my lips. Oh. But... I tried to nibble down on it, and the texture turned me over. I, oh. What's wrong with the mozzarella texture? It was like putting wax, like a wax candle, against my lips. And when my teeth touched it, I just... You're used to, like, the rubbery kind of, like, wet feel of a of a Kraft yeah, American it's single. nice and moist <laughs> and perfectly textured. You know what? This it, I, I feel like this is... This would should gross me out, but you're just making me want to eat some Kraft American singles, to be honest. It's perfect. I wake up in the morning, I grab two singles, roll them up into like a little cheese burrito, and that's my breakfast. It's the perfect <laughs> amount of calories. It holds me over. It's protein. <laughs> I don't think it is protein. Is it? It's probably protein. <laughs> if it's you a dairy. Something. Is it though? I don't know how much like dairy is actually in those. There's enough. <laughs> so it's sustained me throughout all these years. So when someone asks you for a recommendation at this, che- I mean, you're an assistant manager at a cheese shop, like a high end cheese shop in Birmingham. Well, I've I've used my wits. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started working there, I listened to everybody else, and when people would say like, "Oh, I want a nice sharp cheese," mm-hmm. like, "Oh, they like the cheddars." That's mm-hmm. what they're telling them to get. Like get a Wisconsin sharp mm-hmm. or they want something like tangy and I, they oh the blue cheeses that's what they're all recommending but what if someone backs you into corner and says what do you personally like what do you personally recommend uh sometimes I sell them parmesan you just say parmesan yeah parmigiano <laughs> or parmigiano cheese very Good. It's something that I like to put on all my pastas. And they'll be like, oh, you, you're a big pasta eater. I'm like, I love carbs. Mm-hmm. And Do you eat pasta? I will eat pasta. but Do you put uh, Kraft American singles on your pasta? Uh, when I, Sometimes I'll make pasta. I'll put chili on top of it. Get the Hormel chili with the beans. Put some on top of some pasta noodles mm-hmm. instead of the spaghetti sauce. And then just a Kraft American single right on top <laughs> of that. It'll one. melt down. It's delicious. <laughs> that sounds that sounds pretty bad. 
but well, it's not that healthy, but it is no, delicious. It doesn't, but it gets your cal- that's the right amount of calories, so uh, nothing else matters. That may be a little more calories, <laughs> but I mean, at portion control, you got to portion yeah, control it. But it yeah. gets whenever you measure noodles, what I figured out is to get the perfect amount of noodles to cook is impossible. You're always wrong. <laughs> it's always too much. That's true. It's always too much, and you you never want to risk having too little, so you always accidentally put too much in anyway. Yeah, and then you regret it, but you like, oh, it's not enough to store for later, so I'll just eat it. So how would your uh, your your managers or your fa- friends and family, for that matter, feel if they knew about this, knew this about you? My family is probably they wouldn't care because we all grew up eating them. Yeah, they probably would agree with you. Yeah, they might. I mean. You go to a neighborhood where they're not making a lot of money. They're not getting the stinky mustard for no, lunch. No, they're not. Uh, but my friends, I mean, I don't, I just haven't eaten cheese. They order a pizza or something. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. You, wait, you don't even eat like pizza? Like with. It's that mozzarella. It's just. Oh. It's so waxy. I can't do it. You don't even like pizza? <sighs> wait, mean, so have you made pizza with the Kraft American singles before? I've never tried it. That sounds, that's probably good. That's probably a good thing that you haven't really? tried. Really? Because they got those DiGiorno's where I could put whatever cheese I want on it. You think I shouldn't? I don't think you should even go there. Okay. That sounds like the worst. I, I was pretty apprehensive about it, so I never tried it before. I'm glad that you're reinforcing my decision. So do you like other dairy products at least? Oh, yeah. I love yogurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milk. Yeah, milk. Milk is great. Mm-hmm. Um, ice cream. Mm-hmm. That's it's just cheese you can't do unless it's, it's uh, Kraft American Single. The smell, the texture. Mm-hmm. I just, I need that Kraft American Single feel. Put it in my mouth, it goes right, my lips press down on it, and it's just spongy a little bit. It's perfect. <laughs> spongy. I don't know if that's the word I'd use to describe it. Well, I'm not a food connoisseur, so not I clearly <laughs> I give a lot of food advice, but I don't know the mm-hmm. right words to describe exactly what it is. It just makes it so perfect. So, if you could uh, meet the person who invented the Kraft American single, uh, what would you say to them? I would like to shake his hand and maybe marry his daughter, or probably granddaughter at this point. Maybe, yeah. Those seems like they were probably invented like in the. 30s or 40s something like that probably seems right let's get to the bottom of this craft american singles mm-hmm. this is very exciting right now let's see how old your babies are 1949 oh that's not yeah, too not, not too, too long ago isn't it weird that uh there's no other kind of craft singles other than the american well, it's an American cheese. America invented it. That's true. I don't know why I get so much flack from people when I say sometimes I'd be like, oh, yeah, I like American cheese. And they give me like, oh, it's not real. It's it's a bad cheese. It's American. You're a patriot for eating it. Isn't it also weird that the website for Crafted Singles only has one review for the Craft Singles? There's only one review. Oh, it's probably you. <laughs> If they're using my review, I really want to know. Let's see. Let's read this Kraft Single review. And they have five stars. Of course. By the way, on the KraftRecipes.com website. So the five stars rating for Kraft Singles. 
and there's one review and let's see what it is craft singles hmm hmm okay I have used craft singles for the sound familiar so far uh, well, I have started my review like that. I have used craft singles for more years than I can count. However, in the past year, we have purchased products where the plastic tears before you can unwrap it, making it difficult to get the cheese loosened. From the remaining wrap, also, when a slice like this is opened, there are small dry sections of the cheese. It concerns me that something could be wrong with that slice. I will still buy craft as that is the best on the market. Would just like to see more quality control. Five stars, but concerned. As I find it that's not my review because I've no. never found a slice that has like the dry spots, but I'm really kind of mystified that Kraft is using this review on their website to promote. Well, their I don't own know product. if it's so. I think it's just like they have the product posted on craftrecipes.com, their official recipes website, as a product, and then there's the review section of it, and that's the only review that's there. But they gave them five stars, but they're concerned. Uh, I, you know, after reading that, I'm a little concerned, too. I'm going to check the packages when I buy them, but... Maybe, yeah. I've never seen that before. You've never seen the little dry spots on the scratches? No, Me neither. Every time I get them, they're always, like, perfect, wet, little rubbery slices. Yeah. Oh, you're making me so hungry talking mm-hmm. about this. Your mouth is... You're dripping. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't get any on the mic, did I? Uh, no, I don't okay, think so. Good. Your saliva is orange, I've noticed. I never noticed that before. Yeah. Is that all you is all you eat craft American singles? Well, it's not the only thing, you know, I'll have some bread or some noodles with it. Mhm. Chili some as I Yeah, yogurt. Do you mix craft singles with everything you eat? Not everything. How much how what percentage of things that you eat would you say you mix craft singles with? 82 to 93%. Lord. Do you so when you go out to the store? I mean, you, they only come in in twenty two count packages. Do you, how long does one of those last you? You just uh, talk to the manager of the store. You can get the case that the packages come in. You buy whole cases of of craft singles. Yeah. You don't get cases of stuff. You don't go to Costco and get like bulk. Uh, yeah, I do, but I don't think I've ever needed to buy a whole thing of cheese like that. So uh, you. Where do you you just keep it in your fridge? Is yeah. That, well, I guess you don't have that much other things in there. I mean, you, you got some other stuff. Get mm-hmm. a little bit of yogurt, some milk, <laughs> orange juice. Orange juice and cheese makes a great combination. <laughs> Not in my experience. You get like some broccoli. Put some Kraft American singles on top of it. Oh, so you're eating healthy. A little bit healthy. of orange juice with it. Mm. Oh. Hmm. Are you are you do you enjoy like mixing like toothpaste and orange juice too? That's why would you even say that? That's disgusting. Okay. Well, okay. Just making sure you're a reasonable. Reasonable person. <laughs> I I'm a little offended that you asked. So, me. if you go out to a restaurant, yeah. And uh it com- it's like some you're ordering something that like comes with cheese, right? Do you ask them to make it without cheese and then put your own cheese on it? I've never thought about bringing cheese to the restaurant before. See? Maybe I should start eating just Kraft American singles because so, I've got good ideas for you. I don't go out to eat too much, though, because it's expensive. It's true. I mean, it's, 
eating at home is a great way to save money. Mm-hmm. And this economy, until we get that minimum wage bumped up, yep. I'm going to be eating a lot of craft singles. You still making mi- minimum wage at a high-end cheese shop? Well, I'm the assistant manager, so mm-hmm. I make a couple bucks over. Mm-hmm. But once you bump up the minimum wage, I know my wage is going to get bumped up. Otherwise, I'll just go to another job yep. where I'm making just as much money because mm-hmm. it's a higher minimum wage. So uh, you you did mention that you had a poem that you uh, a short poem that you Are wrote. You about, make me read this. Yeah, uh, you you ha- you brought it with you. You have a short poem that you wrote about craft American singles that uh, you wanted to share or you thought about sharing. I can't believe you're going to make me do this. Well. I mean, for everybody to hear. Mm-hmm. Okay. When what's this one called? The reason I'm single. <laughs> okay, I like that play on words. <laughs> well, it's 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 just it hits close to home. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been single for a while, Mike. You know that. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm the one that always has to accompany accompany you to weddings and stuff. So. We have a good time. I love an open bar. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's the, the Reason I'm Single by Alan Forrester. Gold wrapped in plastic. Unfurled. Rolled into my hands. My lips dripping with s- saliva. I chew on you just a little. Just enough to taste you. I've eaten this cheese every morning. But you won't join me. Get out of my house. You don't deserve my cheese. This cheese is everything I need. Thank you. Wow. Wow. That was beautiful. And the, the person that you were speaking to, Beth can get the fuck out of my life. Don't ever call me Beth. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm a little bitter still. So. Beth, if you're listening, uh, sorry that you're being blasted on the air. Uh, Beth, I'm sorry too. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have lashed out like that. Mm-hmm. But I really, don't ever talk to me, Beth. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show, Alan. You have been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. It has been a lot of fun, and I feel like a big weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. I'm going to be a lot more honest with people around free. me. All right. What are some more things that you can be honest about? Ooh. Oh, man. You're just going to... I thought we were just ending the interview, and then you hit me with this. Okay. Two more confessions. <sighs> Shit. Um, all right. Let me get some real confessions over here. Uh I don't like girls that I'm, I'm just trying to confess a real thing. Like, okay. I know right. it's it's weird. I don't like girls that yell at me. Yeah. I'm, I don't think any of us do. I guess that was kind of a shitty confession then. <laughs> uh, but I mean, girls, just be nice to me. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. I don't need to. There doesn't need to be a power struggle. Let's just treat each other well. Mm-hmm. Let me buy you some Kraft American singles, girl. <laughs> Put a little candle in them. Oh man! If we get like a stack of them, mm-hmm. just we can make like a little cheesy cheese- birthday cake. <laughs> That's what a real cheesecake is. Oh damn! <laughs> uh, oh, here. This isn't my third confession, but this is a confession. Never had cheesecake. 
don't trust it. Yeah, because it's not made with Craft American Eagles. I uh, I thought about eating it, but after my experience at the cheese shop with all the different cheeses, I just thought better safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. Now that gives me an idea to make a cheesecake out of Craft American Eagles, like with all like the extra, well, with all the ingredients you use to make cheesecake, bake it, and everything. I'll come over and eat that with you. Okay. Uh, third confession. Let me dig deep. I watch anime. Oh, that's not bad. Is it? I thought that was bad. I, I think th- that's becoming more popular lately. Oh, good. Because as a grown man watching like a show about girls in high school. Oh, you're watching those kind of animes. A slice of life. Yeah. Not like slice. not like the girls in high school, but like, oh, they're girls living their life in high school. Oh, they have wacky adventures. Oh, okay. Right. Their principal suplexed a deer. I'm not familiar <laughs> So you're watching, you're not watching hentai? No, no. Okay. I got the internet for all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I don't need cartoon for it. Yeah, fair enough. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Alan. You are, you're, you're a pleasure. Uh, Mike, don't ever stop doing what you do. You're a treasure for the ages. Thank you. Don't let anyone tell you to not enjoy what you enjoy. After today, I never will. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Make sure you listen. You find Bathroom of the Future on Facebook and the Bandcamp and all that. We will be back next week with more fun. And here is Bathroom of the Future with their song Idiot's Loop. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Michael Dupree Variety Hour is recorded in WAYN Radio Studio. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. And if you would like to find us on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. Wow, that was great.